Hey, this is Anquanise Lamore, and you're tuning in to the Generation of Curse Breakers podcast. Hi, Curse Breakers. It's Anquanise Lamore once again, and today we're going to talk about high functioning depression. Um, I just want to put this disclaimer out there before we get started. Um, this is not geared towards um just black women. It's just from my personal experience. I'm a black woman, so I know how that feels and I know where that comes from. But um I also want to talk about it from a standpoint of a mother. I'm not a mother, I do not have kids, but I do have godchildren, and I have a lot of friends that are single mothers, even married women and I see this in them and they have we've had conversations about these um different symptoms or these different tactics that we use as women in high function depression and um all of them are not black some of them are mixed um some of them come from different backgrounds so just want to put that disclaimer out there so I realize that this um, generation, especially millennials, we have a high rating of high functioning depression. And from my standpoint, from my view, from um, my experiences, I once I started digging deeper about my family, once I started to be more open with myself um, on certain subjects, I noticed that I too dealt with it. In June of 2020, I checked myself into a mental hospital because I was going through a mental breakdown from losing a loved one due to um, depression and committing suicide. Also, um, just various of things that I was going through within that three-year span until 2020, and then also the pandemic happened. And one of the things that one of the nurses told me she was a black woman. We were having a conversation and she told me, you know, what I see in a lot of you young people, y'all are so determined and y'all drive is wrong. And I didn't understand when she said that. I'm like, what do you mean our drive is wrong? She was basically saying that our drive is wrong because we tend to keep going instead of stopping, figuring out what's going on, dealing with our emotions and then getting back to it. So she began to explain to me high-functioning depression. And with high-functioning depression, you seem to always be on the go. You seem to always be doing something. Or you make it seem that everything is okay when deep down inside, when you're at home alone, not doing anything, we find ourselves depressed. So when she was explaining this to me, she told me that High-functioning depression is more common, especially in Black women, than we know. And as we were continuing on with the conversation, I started to agree with her. I'm like, you know what? I really feel that high-functioning depression stems from the category or from the title of superwoman. As a woman that always is doing something, as a woman that always has to complete something, as the woman that has multiple taxes, but that but that one woman gets it done and we all know a woman like that and we all know women like that and some of those women are women in our family it can be our mother it could be our grandmother aunts um just any woman that you have come in contact with they seem to deal with high functioning depression very often 
And when I told her that, she asked me why did I think it was the superwoman syndrome. And it was simply because one thing I know about black women, we already have a lot on our shoulders. We already have a lot to accomplish. We have a lot to be present. We have a lot to provide. We have a lot to do. We, we're the mother. We're the we're the um, co-worker. We're sometimes the CEO of our own business. We're also the doctor sometimes. And then you have the other women that have multiple heads as being a wife, a mother, a CEO, um, a working mom, also being a part of the um, the PTA. We also have mothers that are very hands-on with their children. And I noticed that the reason why us black women take on the high functioning depression is because we feel and we know that if we don't do it, it will not get done, especially when it comes to our children. And when I explained that to her, she started to sit back and think she was like, you know what, talking to you made me realize that I too dealt with it. I know I dealt with it on a, a lower level, but I didn't know how deep rooted this thing was. High functioning depression can have you going so much that you think that you're doing a good job as in being the person that is always going as being the person that's always finishing the task but it's really not healthy for you because you may be sleep at not night but you're not resting you may be getting those tasks done but you're not enjoying it so high functioning depression sometimes have you going and going and going and doing the things that you once loved to the point where you don't love them anymore as a person that deals with and has dealt with high functioning um, depression, I found myself going deeper and deeper down that rabbit hole simply because I felt that I wasn't worthy or I felt that I wasn't good enough if, if I wasn't doing anything. If I was sitting down resting, I felt guilty. And those are some of the symptoms of being a high-functioning depression person. And seven signs to know that you're dealing with those things can be very hard to identify, but it is something that we should talk about. So from my research that I've done personally and comparing my notes to um, psychologists that have studied these things, some of the signs and symptoms they said was number one people tend to describe you as gloomy or a downer it may be hard for you to see the bright side of the situation you tend to um be in a low place but you're getting stuff done you're not enthusiastic you're not um happy you're, you're just doing it you don't even know how you're doing it you just do it also, it can be a lack of self-esteem in just having that confidence as a woman or having that confidence in that you can do the job, but you're doing it at a very bare minimum. Also feeling hopelessness, as in feeling like this was a, a never-ending cycle, feeling like you're, the, you're that hamster on the wheel just running and running and running, but you're not going anywhere. Also feeling that you have no energy. Most people in high functioning depression go so much that they're running off of nothing. They don't know when to stop. They don't know when to keep going. And they don't know 
how to gain that energy, that energy of a boost to actually enjoy and move to the next level in doing whatever they want to do. It also disturbs your sleep. It disturbs your mental capacity. And it also disturbs you being able to be successful in anything that you do. Now, how does this compare to the superwoman syndrome? This compares to the superwoman syndrome by simply just identifying yourself as I can do it all by myself, which is not a healthy place. Um, Most women go into the superwoman syndrome, as like I said before, is because they feel that if I don't do it, who will? I want to say this also. The superwoman syndrome can sometimes be passed down. Most people don't know this, but the superwoman syndrome is something that is genetic. We, as black women especially, we teach our girls that you got to keep going. You got to be better than the last. You have to be, um, you have to be ahead. You, you have to do it yourself because if you don't do it, something, nobody else will. You have to assign yourself to know that it's not about me. I have to do it because if you think you have to do it all and juggle the family, the career, the home, the exercising, and the social activities, that is a superwoman syndrome that women have. And this occurs especially when a woman starts to neglect herself. And that's what a lot of women in high functioning depression does. They neglect their self. They're, they neglect the self-care. And self-care is not just going to get your hair done and massage, nails, feed, um, you know, going for dinner and a wine. No, self-care is also telling people no. Self-care is also putting yourself first as in, I'm not going to that event today because I don't have the mental or the social capacity to handle it. That is also self-care. A lot of people don't understand how the superwoman syndrome impacts us even more as a woman. As women, we tend to have a lot of hats, of course, because we're the woman. But we also have to understand that our mental health is the biggest part of being a woman. I think that it it's not ironic, but it is a significant sign that Mother's Day and mental health awareness are both in the month of May. How does that identify with us as women? Women go through more mental health than men than we know and than people talk about. Some women do not realize that they are in a high-functioning depression is because they've seen their mother do it, they've seen their grandmother do it, and they were taught that this is how life is supposed to go. As women, we sometimes are never taught how to stop and smell the flowers, how to calm down and enjoy the moment. We always are going. And it is unhealthy for us to be in high-functioning depression because we neglect ourselves. We neglect the things that we love, too. You may be thinking as a mother, 
I put my child before me and I do all these things for my child and I make sure my child has everything that is going to help my child and my child will never suffer. My child will never go through the trauma like I did growing up. But in all actuality, what you're doing is you're falling into something called alexithemia. Alexithemia is basically an emotional emotional disconnection. As a mother, we are natural human beings that are emotional. We we thrive off emotion. If you can't get us with emotion, then you don't have us. And we have a generation now that has disconnected totally emotionally. My experience is being raised by women that is emotionally unavailable. Being an emotional person, but being raised by women that are emotionally unavailable was not a good thing for me. It caused me to go through a lot of traumatic events emotionally. And what people fail to realize is that emotional connection is actually a toxin that is released into the brain. If you have somebody in high-functioning depression and you have somebody with the superwoman syndrome, you have a person that is a lack that is lacking a certain toxin that needs to be released in the brain in order to be emotionally connected. That is why to this day we have women that do not have emotional connections with their children, especially their daughters. That's why you see a lot of women and their daughters getting into it because that emotional connection as a mother is missing. If we want to change the cycle, if we're going to call ourselves the curse breaker, how can we take ourselves from emotion and build a new generation? It's impossible. But if we want to make a change, we have to add that emotion in. We have to be vulnerable with ourselves first in order to be vulnerable with other people. And finding that safe space as a woman, especially as a black woman, it is very hard to do. The reason why this is very hard is because any woman that is dealing with high functioning depression or a superwoman syndrome, they're lacking that emotional support and that protection. Once a woman becomes becomes protected and feels protected, she starts to show a vulnerable side. She softens herself. I've been seeing a lot of women on TikTok and Instagram talking about I'm living a soft life. I'm living a feminine life. And that's fine. That's dandy. You know, that's that's some women. Some women have that authority and they have that availability to be vulnerable like that. But you have the other women that are used to the superwoman syndrome because that's all they were raised off of. And they're scared. 95% of women that deal with the superwoman syndrome and the high functioning depression do not have a safe place. They don't have a safe place and they don't have a safe space, but we are the safe space for majority of everybody, especially as a mother. You become the safe space for your child. You are supposed to be the safe space for your child. But as you create that safe space for your child, you also have to know that you have to create that same safe space for yourself, which is why there is so many black women, which is why there are so many mothers, which is why you have so many single women 
black, white, Hispanic, Asian, Italian, whatever your background is, you have so many women standing in a middle of not feeling safe because that vulnerability or that safe space was not given to them. So now they're providing it for other people, but they can't provide it for themselves because we don't know how to be emotionally connected with ourselves. Not saying show sympathy. I'm saying show empathy. When I was going to school for um, to become a registered medical assistant, that was one thing they drilled in me. And Quinice, you can't show sympathy. You have to show empathy. Being empathetic is I understand where you're at. And I'm so sorry about that. But I'm here to help you get out of it. I'm not here to baby you in that position. And that is what separates empathy and sympathy. We have women in this high functioning depression that no longer know what it means to have that emotional connection, even with their daughters. And that brings discord into the family as a woman, as a mother and a child and a a child as a daughter. I have some friends that they can't go a day without talking to their mother. Like, not even just a day. It, they just have to call their mom all day, every day. Any issue they have, they have to call their mom. And I look back at, you know, some of the women in my family, and I'm not downing anybody, but I started noticing a cycle with us as women in my family. We None of us have a safe space. This is why there is so much feud between daughter and mother in family, because there is no safe space. Or we overextend ourselves and say that we can do all these tasks when we knew last night that we said Saturday we ain't working, but you're working. We said Monday, I'm taking this weekend off and I'm putting my phone on do not disturb. But let somebody call you and say that they need something, you're going to jump up and do it. We as women have to learn the best word that I learned this year. No, we have to learn how to say, okay, what can I do today? How do I feel today? Should I do this today? It's okay to say no. It's okay not to show up. Some people may get mad. Some people say, oh, you don't support me. You don't support anybody. You always say, yeah, I see you out with this. It doesn't matter what they say because I have to protect my energy. It's certain people that I know that if I'm having a rough day, I can't call and talk to on the phone because I don't want to hear certain things when I'm in my low points. I don't want to be around certain things when I'm trying to get myself up. And that's okay to be like that because as women, we don't protect ourselves enough to say, hey, I'm not doing this today. It is okay to say no. It is okay to put yourself first. It is okay not to feel like you want to do tasks today and you just want to have a day off and sit in the bed. There is nothing wrong with doing nothing because doing nothing brings strength to do something. Okay? So, I just think that it's really strategically planned that mental health is in the same month as Mother's Day because many mothers go through postpartum. And I just learned from one of my friends that her youngest is two years old and she's still going through postpartum. 
it's time as women that we take our sisterhood a little serious. We need those friends to tell us like, hey, how about I come over and watch the kids for two hours for you? Or how about since I have kids, you bring the kids over and you have a day and we can alter every other weekend. Or we can just get a nice little babysitter, you know, check their background, have them come to the house for at least three hours and we can enjoy ourselves once a month for three hours. That sisterhood, that village needs to come back because we're having too many women go through mental illnesses. I've never been so worried about women in my life now like I do now. Now there is a crisis out here where women is lacking milk for their children. And it's sad because as a mother, we already have enough on our shoulders to make sure our children eat. Now there's a lack of milk. What about those women that can't produce milk and breastfeed? What are they going to do? It's a crisis for us all, but those are those high-functioning women that don't know what else to do. So all I'm saying, and I'm begging you guys to please, as women, reach out for help. There are so many women groups on Facebook, but I don't see any being effective. As women, we need some more effective women in our lives because we are lacking that. How does it feel to be a woman and not have support? It feels like a high-functioning depression. That's what it feels like. So that's all I wanted to talk about today. Um, there will be a part two about high-functioning depression. I'm going to have some women come on here, and I'm going to ask some questions about how they're dealing with it or what do they do with to get out of it. But I'm still working through it. Um, I'm still learning that I'm still enough. I'm still worthy. I'm still successful if I don't do nothing for a whole week. <laughs> That's what that means. So that was just a quick little podcast. We'll be back on here really soon to talk about some other things. And I want everybody to do me a favor. Today, reach out to a woman that you know that is always doing something. And ask her, what does she need? You may not be able to give her money. You may not be able to put food in her house because we're all struggling right now. But the least you can do is do something to help her because she's a high-functioning depression woman or she has the superwoman syndrome that she thinks she has to save everybody. That strong woman that barely complains about anything, check on her. She's the one that really needs something, but she won't speak up because she doesn't feel safe enough to have a safe space to speak on it. So I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast today. Um, today was a little short <laughs> and we'll be hearing back from you'll be hearing back from us really soon. Have a great day.